This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League. Here's your host, John Keane. Hey, welcome to the show and round two of the WHL playoffs presented by Nutrien. Ahead, we'll wrap up round one coverage with a Game 7 showdown in Saskatoon and perhaps the end of the WHL line for Connor Bedard. We'll have more on that in moments. The Red Deer Rebels are poised to keep rolling in the postseason. 2023 NHL draft eligible forward Kalen Lynn stops by to talk about the first round victory and now matching up with the Blades. Well, Don Hay is taking his new team up against his old team in a playoff matchup set for Kamloops. Jeff Truitt has heard the call from Hockey Canada. We'll have more with him. First up. The only Game 7 in the first round of the WHL playoffs presented by Nutrien went down in Saskatoon Monday night. The Blades leading the Regina Pats 2-1 late in the third period, getting a big insurance goal from Vaughn Waterroot. Bedard falls, puck to the near boards. Here's Hansen. Waterroot shoots and scores! <laughs> Vaughn Waterroot! Two-goal lead for the Blades again. It's 3-1. The Blades would skate to a 4-1 Game 7 win and advance in front of over 14,000 fans at Sastel Center. Team captain Aiden Delagorjandier. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Uh, you, see, uh, you see all the fans standing up, um, cheering. Um, everyone was so, so excited and so happy. Um, it's probably, probably a feeling I won't, won't forget for a while here. Um, so happy for our group right now. It's, uh, yeah. Pretty special. We got a lot of work to do here coming up, but um, that one feels good. Forward Jake Chason was brought in by the Blades for the branded Wheat Kings at the trade deadline. He talked about the final seconds of Game Seven. It's funny, just just kind of taking it all in. I mean, this I was unfortunately we were Brandon eliminated in the first round last year, so I've never got to experience a series win like that. And for me, it was just looking up with the crowd and and the guys on the bench and and Aiden behind the net. Obviously, I've I've grown up with Aiden. Um, for a long time and I think it was pretty special there for him and I to be kind of playing pass and, and looking at each other and it's the first guy I hugged so uh, for me that was a pretty special moment just to share it with him and uh, and with the team and just in that in that moment you're so grateful for everything that's happening and, and so grateful for what's uh, what's to come. Chase on on the crowd. Pretty special uh, feeling in the building tonight I mean the, to have a sellout crowd in a game seven I think it's what every guy in there dreams of it's uh, you can barely hear yourself think. You're you're jittery before the game. You're you're ready to go, and um, pretty hard to put words behind behind an effort like that in front of a, a crowd that's here to support us. The Blades now advance and will play the Red Deer Rebels in round two. It is likely the end of the line for Connor Bedard with the Regina Pats in playing in the Western Hockey League. After three seasons, Bedard, the overwhelming favorite to be the first overall pick this summer at the NHL draft in Nashville, jumping to the NHL full-time next season. And as for this end of the season, it comes in a hard-fought first-round series with the Saskatoon Blades. Uh, it, was, it was such a good series. It could have went either way. And um, you know, congrats to them. They're you know, a really good team. And... Uh, but you know, I don't. I don't know. I think just just they're going to play well. We just wasn't wasn't our night. Bedard, speaking to reporters in Regina, says he's trying to take the moment now to reflect. Uh, you know, for me, I've obviously you know, I'm not sure of, sure of the future or anything. So um, you know, kind of just saying my thank yous to everyone. You know, whether I'll be back next year or not. But um, you know, I think it's just it's always tough to leave leave the group of guys here with all you. 
He'll be headed back to Vancouver, but says there won't be much downtime involved. You know, now obviously the focus turns to, you know, training, getting better and everything. So, uh, you know, for me, there's definitely lots of areas to, to improve. And, um, you know, that's kind of my focus. And for his time in Regina? Just overall, just the community was so supportive of us and uh, myself, obviously. And, you know, I've had so much fun these last, you know, three years here. And, um, you know, whether there's, there's more or not. But, um, you know, I think just, you know, a big thank you to kind of the whole community and, and people making, you know, our, our, our whole team just feel comfortable. This week, Bedard was named the East Division nominee for the Four Broncos Memorial Trophy for WHL Player of the Year. From the drop of the puck to the Ed Chenault Cup, this is the WHL This Week Radio Edition. Red Deer Rebels forward Kalen Lind has bounced back after a late season injury. As Red Deer Rebels are into round two of the WHL playoffs, I spoke with a draft eligible forward. Kalen, first of all, thanks for making some time for us before you hit the road to begin round two. Yeah, anytime. Thanks for having me. Well, let's talk about it. Uh, we'll start with the playoffs, uh, Calgary, uh, and I think many thought that uh, you know the the Hitman uh, and the Rebels that the Rebels would advance in this series, but they did give you a little bit of trouble before you finished off the series in five. Yeah, obviously they're a really good team. We had a really good, hard fought five game series against them. I think pretty much any one of those games could have went either way. They kind of took it. We went back and forth every single game. It was a physical, demanding series. I think. Uh, we kind of just played our game and ended up coming out on top on that series. Yeah, the rivalry factor. We know that Red Deer and Calgary, uh, just a natural rivalry, just geographically and in the Central Division. How much did that play into that first-round series? Yeah, it was pretty cool, obviously. We had a uh, pretty full rink here a couple times, so it was pretty cool to play in front of the fans here and then obviously going to, Red, er, going to Calgary. We knew it was going to be a battle, and we actually came to those rinks and got two wins there, so it was pretty big for our team to be able to go in the way rink, obviously. Calgary's got a bigger rink and some pretty good fan base there and a good team. So it's a hard four points to get out of those buildings, but I think we did it good and got those two wins. How much fun was it to clinch on a home ice in overtime? That's a rarity. It doesn't happen very often. Yeah, it was quite the game, actually. Yeah, going down by two, you think you're kind of, oh, here we go, whatever. Going thinking about more game six after that. And then I think we kind of just kept putting our foot to the down and then. We kind of got that one, and then we kind of got some hope, and then we got that second one, and then obviously in overtime, Kinger finds it off the end boards and puts one in, and I think our whole bench exploded pretty loud. I think everyone was pretty excited after the game. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I'll ask you about Saskatoon in a second, but I wanted to talk about your season. Uh, derailed a little bit in the second half with an injury. How are you feeling here today? Yeah, I'm feeling good, actually. I haven't really felt anything from my injury, so... Hopefully the rest of the year goes well and we just get a good playoff run and get hopefully come out on top. You're part of this really special 2005-born draft class, you know, sixth overall pick by the Red Deer Rebels uh, in your draft year here. Do you, do you keep tabs on how the rest of the 05s are doing around the league? Yeah, obviously you got some pretty good friends around the league and I obviously like to keep tabs with them and check up with them and see how they're doing, I think. We all like to kind of do that, and then, in the, and then in the summer, we all skate together back home, so it's pretty cool. So, yeah, you're obviously keeping tabs on kind of how everyone's doing and how everyone's looking, so, yeah, it's pretty cool that way. Kalen, I spoke to your, your coach in February, Steve Conowalchuk, and, and he said that you are a very unique player. You're a bit of a throwback player, if you will. You know, gritty, willing to sort of be that, that role player, that pest, but you can also score and, and play everything. Describe to me your game and what you think makes you a unique player. 
Yeah, I think I'm a good 200-foot kind of gritty player that's going to be in your play base playing physical all game. And I think obviously you're going to be able to score around the net and be harder on the net all game. And I think kind of just the main part of my game is being in your face and playing hard and obviously never quitting. Let's go back to the top prospects game uh, in, in Vancouver. Uh, you raised eyebrows uh, right away. I think it might have been on your first shift. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I actually had a couple pretty big hits there, and then I actually got in a fight. So yeah, it was a pretty cool experience. Think had a pretty good game there, and actually our team ended up winning. So it's all around a good week and a good time there. I think you guys were rallying around trying to shut down uh, Connor Bedard on the other side of that game, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, they had some pretty good. Uh, obviously, both teams had some pretty good players, but obviously he was over there, and then there was a couple more on that team who had some pretty high end talent. So it was pretty pretty good game, and I think it ended up going in our favor yeah uh you were mic'd up i think for warm-up uh, at the langley event center some of that came out on the uh road to nashville a documentary series the whl is putting together uh what was that whole experience like yeah it was pretty cool he kind of came out to me before warm-up and asked me if i wanted to do it and i i like to be pretty loud usually on the ice and joke around quite a bit so in warm-ups and stuff so yeah he gave it to me it was pretty cool but yeah i got to joke around a little bit with the guys and then kind of just be chatting and warm-ups and stuff. Now, the other uh, part of that story that came out was more talk about your brother Cole, who went through the WHL with the Kelowna Rockets, was a very effective player, a hardworking player. Uh, how much has he paved the path for you, you know, to not only go through the WHL and, and play your own game, but just have a knowledge of what the league is all about and sort of be able to just blend in a whole lot quicker? Yeah, you know, he's been a big role model. He's probably been my biggest role model my whole life. I think I kind of looked up to him ever since I was young. I've kind of followed in his footsteps, playing in Sean and then playing in Swift and then playing in Saskatoon and then coming to the WHL. I think kind of seeing him playing at a young age and then seeing him playing up in the WHL is kind of my dream. And then I think I saw him do it and kind of want to pick it up. And I kind of seeing him pave the way has kind of been pretty cool for me. And now, Obviously, he's up in the e- or AHL, and kind of that's the next level I want to get to. It's professional, so seeing him succeed at that level is nice too. I know you're in the midst of playoffs. Uh, the NHL draft is looming here for July. I don't want to say looming like it's a bad thing. Is it hard to keep it out of your mind, or what's the thought process, Kaylin? Yeah, I think right now you're obviously just trying to block everything out. It's playoff time. You don't really not worrying about yourself right now. It's almost more don't really care about yourself right now. It's almost just winning now. I have to think this is right up your alley here. Round two, going back into Saskatoon. You mentioned you played a little bit of hockey here. Uh, you're going to go into what's been a pretty crazy, uh, you know, rink in Saskatoon, uh, which we saw in round one here. This you have to be smiling about this opportunity. Yeah, I think we're all pretty excited. We're all pretty giddy around here, getting ready to go here on uh, Friday. And I think everyone's pretty excited around the rink in Saskatoon's. Obviously, got a really good hockey team. They got some pretty good skill and some speed. They kind of got everything up and down that lineup, so it's going to be a hard-fought series. But I think if we play our game, we can come out with some positive results and see what happens. What do you think is Red Deer's edge in this series? Where, where do you think you have an advantage in? I think it's honestly just how hard we work. I think we can outwork any team in the league. We kind of showed that. I think we just work hard and kind of play our game. I don't think we might not be the most skilled team and kind of that way, but I think what we don't, what we lack in that, I think we pick up in hard work and kind of just playing our game and being hard and being physical and playing other teams and making them grind for the whole 60 minutes. And it has the potential to be the the best series uh, in round two. Kalen, want to wish you the best of luck, uh, and thanks for being a great guest here on WHL This Week. Perfect. Thank you very much.
You're listening to the WHL This Week, Radio Edition. Don Hay is on his third coaching stint with the Kamloops Blazers, but now he'll match up with the Portland Winterhawks after being on their coaching staff the last four seasons prior to this year. You have a history on both sides of this one now all of a sudden after four years with coaching Portland, but first of all, familiar matchup, familiar team, I'm sure, on that side for you. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, obviously been there for four years, have a lot of respect uh, for their group there, their organization, their coaching staff, their players. Uh, you know, I watched these these players grow up so um, you know I've been following pretty closely so you know it should be a, a real good series uh, they play a, a Mike Johnson style of game and uh, you know that's how he wants them to play and you know they play fast and, and uh, they try to make plays and you know for us uh, we're gonna have to uh, have a game plan to counteract that and, and make them play uh, a harder type of game uh, where they're defending a lot more. I think it's great that it's Portland. These teams haven't played each other in 10 years, but as we all know, it was basically an annual meeting in the spring when you were the coach here back in the 80s and the 90s. There was eight meetings between 84 and 1995. Is there still some special stoic sort of rivalry between the franchises? Well, I think that's a good question for Chris Murray. Uh, You know, like for me, having spent four years in Portland, at the start it was strange, you know, to have a Candles Blazer uh, in in Portland. And and I know that... uh, um, you know, it was strange for players that have played for me to see me coaching there. But, you know, they uh, they open their arms to me and they welcome me there. So uh, it's not as, as, as difficult for me. But, you know, the bottom line is uh, we, we want the Blazers to win here. And, and we want to do whatever we can that uh, helped them. So, you know, there was a lot of old rivalries in the, in the 80s and 90s, and we played them a lot, and the way to any championship was usually through Portland or through Canelope. So, uh, you know, we faced each other a lot over the years. So it's uh, it's going to be a fun series. I think that, uh, you know, it's going to be exciting. Uh, both teams have skill. Both teams are, are fast, and both teams play the right way. So I think that's going to be important. Maybe a good omen that you you played him in '94, won a Memorial Cup. You played him in '95, and won a Memorial Cup. Uh, you know, so I don't know. I don't know if you believe in that stuff, but maybe some good things. Well, there's always good things when you can go back and look at it like that. I think that uh, you know we we still have a couple rounds to go here, but you know uh, you never know when when that breakthrough is going to come. So I think it's uh, it's going to be a good matchup. Like you say, it's uh, it's two pretty good teams, uh, second and third overall in the in the Western Conference, and and two really competitive teams. Well, we look forward to it getting going here uh, on the weekend. Hazer, appreciate your uh, perspective in this one. Thank you. Thanks a lot, John. This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League. Prince Albert Raiders coach Jeff Truitt's hockey season isn't done yet. He's been tabbed by Hockey Canada to lead the World Under-18 team into the World Championships. Regan Bartell has more. Just give me your general thoughts about the fact that you're the new head coach of the the under-18 team. That's exciting news. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's a real privilege, obviously, to be uh, head coach of a national program and, um, you know, very proud to do it, uh, you know, to be a part of uh, Hockey Canada again and and uh, contributing this way with a, with a you know, a year-end sort of tournament. Uh, it's a real privilege. Let's uh, talk about your resume. You are no stranger to Hockey Canada. Tell me about your experience, though, along the way. Yeah, I mean, I, I was real fortunate uh, years ago uh, in Kelowna to, to be part of the World Juniors in '04 uh, as a video coach and, and whatnot. And 
going through that experience was unreal and getting to the gold medal game and, and, uh, you know, we lost to the, to the Americans, uh, in that tournament on a heartbreaker. Uh, people might remember the uh, Mark Andre Fleury, uh, situation and we scored on our own net there. And, uh, you know, it was totally, you know, earth shattering that we didn't, uh, didn't get the gold medal, but, uh, you know, it was a tremendous experience and at a, at a real high, uh, caliber tournament that way that everybody watches, uh, you know, the other ones have been the uh, under-18, Ivan Holenka. Uh, I did that years ago with uh, Corey Cluson and Dave Hunchak, uh, where we beat the Americans uh, in the gold medal game. And then I've done this tournament, this uh, April tournament, uh, I believe in 07, uh, with uh, Trent Yanni and Mike Stapleton uh, over in uh, over in Bracklav and Pia Stani. And, uh, another great uh, experience that way to see international hockey you know, with, with Canada. Uh, again, it was a, it was a great experience. You got to learn an awful lot, you know, working with different coaches and things like that and working with different players. And it's just a, it's just a real, uh, real special time. As you pick the players for this roster, how tough is it to do that considering you've got a lot of CHL teams that are still participating in the playoffs? Yeah, the challenge is definitely a challenge. I mean, it all kind of starts with the teams that didn't qualify for the playoffs and, know that frees up uh their guys but uh you know they have to meet the qualifications of being under 18 and things like that that narrows the pool a little bit and then the job specific things with the defensemen the forwards and the goaltenders uh you know who's available some guys uh at the end of the year you know they're pretty banged up and whatnot and they may need surgeries which might eliminate a couple we haven't had that situation but it does happen uh and uh you know and then you know, as as you kind of put a ideas down about who might be available at that time, you've got to be careful because if you name a, a player uh, on this roster, he's coming. There's no trial camp or anything like that. So sometimes you got to be patient in your selection process. Uh, you know, especially with guys that you might want uh, who are available in the first round. Prince Albert Raider head coach Jeff Truitt is the head coach of the under-18 team that'll take part in the under-18 championship. It's a big deal coming up in Switzerland here in a couple of short weeks. What is it like to be a part of the program, waving that Canadian flag, if you will, on the international stage when it comes to hockey? It must be a huge responsibility. There must be a lot of pride, and maybe there's a lot of pressure, too. Well, there there is. I mean, Canada, you know, always wants the gold medal, and we're no different. Uh, you know, with any program, the under 18s the World Championships, the the women's uh, game, and whatnot. You know, Canada's always uh, you know expected to be a top team there. So, you know, you want to assemble the best players that you can, and and uh, you know, always want to get that gold medal. And uh, it's not always easy, especially in a tournament like this, because we're kind of a thrown together group. Where some of the other international teams and the Americans, they you know they've played together for for a full year, and uh, you know they've got their chemistry and and been well practiced and in game conditions, and we just kind of we go over there and we get a few days of practice, and then we jump right into it and 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 go. And but you know with the Canadian talent and whatnot, that uh, you know the guys know how to play, and it's just a matter of getting that chemistry together. And, and, uh, you know, working together as a unit as quick as you can. A lot of pressure, but a whole lot of fun. Jeff Truitt, congratulations on being named the new head coach of the under-18 team, and, and good luck in Switzerland. Thank you very much.
Hey, that's the show. Thanks to our guests as well. Thanks to Regan in Kelowna for his help. I'm John Keat. We're off to round two. Thanks for listening.